time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. I didn't think we'd get another council meeting under one hour this week, but that's what we got last night. Took less than an hour, but there's still plenty to get to. A lot of the focus uh, is going to be on how to combat the homeless population, especially with Tent City, downtown Springfield, and violence erupting in Tent City and other crimes. So that's going to be a, a, a dominant part of the council roundup a little bit later on here on 927, 94, 7 and 9, a.m. It's the WMAY morning news feed. And each and every Wednesday after a Springfield City Council meeting the night before, we listen to it on fast pace and bring you all the highlights uh, to keep you informed of what's going on here in the capital city. I'm Greg Bishop and the council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Head West Subs, their downtown location, now open for lunch. Last night, a Boy Scout member was there to lead the pledge and to also uh, get his uh, merit badge. Here's uh, him leading the pledge last night. The Springfield City Council pledge meeting. allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all all right well done if you'd like to go to the mic and introduce yourself hi uh i'm maxwell jedlica uh i'm here um, i'm working on a merit badge and i'm attending a government meeting to see how it's ran and yeah <laughs> all right Hopefully well, thank you for being here well done well done yeah thank Hopefully. you Hopefully he gets that merit badge. Uh, all right, so before we get to uh, the the bulk of the, the council meeting last night, really delving into the homeless situation and how to help those who uh, are experiencing homelessness and what kinds of services they need, what may be their state of mind, what can and can't the city do. Uh, a lot of different first readings were brought up last night. First readings, if you're not familiar with the process, of course there's the Committee of the Whole, and then there's the full council meeting. The Committee of the Whole, one week, will look at ordinances on first reading. And then the following week, when they determine whether an ordinance is uh, non-controversial, they'll put that on the consent agenda and lump those all together. Or if it's a, a controversial ordinance, then they'll put it on the debate agenda, where they may debate it further. But they always get put on an agenda for first reading, and that typically happens the Friday before a committee of the whole on a Tuesday. Uh, so they did suspend the rules last night to bring about a bunch of different ordinances on first reading that will likely come up next week for the committee of the whole. Here's the mayor, Jim Langfelder, laying out uh, one of several first readings that they're uh, they're hearing about. In for ordinance the first authorizing time. the execution of an agreement with Janet S. Williams to provide services as program manager required by a grant from the Corporation for National and Community Services, AmeriCorps. 
for Youth Initiatives Program Grant Number 19A C21132 for an amount not to exceed $17,399.75 from June 14, 2021 through December 31st. So about an $18,000 contract there for some youth services through AmeriCorps. That's one ordinance that uh, aldermen are hearing first about. Another? An ordinance authorizing the acceptance of two grants and the execution of the respective grant agreements with the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development in connection with the city's fiscal year 2020 annual action plan to accept $1,358,284 in community development block grant entitlement award and $632,337 in home investment partnership program funds for a total amount of $1,990,621 for the Office of Planning and Economic Development. That's not jump change. Nearly $2 million they're going to be accepting in grant funds. Uh, so you'll likely hear a lot more about that money and how that money is going to be spent because that's still your tax dollars. It's your tax dollars from the federal government coming to the city of Springfield, but it's still your tax dollars. Another ordinance on first reading from the mayor last night. An ordinance authorizing a supplemental appropriation in the amount of $300,000 to provide fund to assist in a small business recovery loan program to be administered by Justine Peterson housing and reinvestment corporation for the office of planning and economic development so getting some funds in and getting ready to expend some funds they're looking to spend three hundred thousand uh, dollars to help out some businesses with grants uh, so alderwoman uh, conley she wants to make sure that we hear about and see the detail from the previous round of spending to help businesses i thought we were going to get a summary of the funds that were dispersed through this program earlier i, I don't know if we've ever seen anything in how this went out, or could we get those maybe for next week before we take this up at first reading? Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel laying out that, uh, you know, this is a new program. This is actually a, a new program, right. an additional one, uh, and attached to the ordinance is kind of an explanation of how it would be administered. Yes, I know, but I we never saw any results of how the original program oh, was administered. Oh, you're talking about the prior ones? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay. The certainly. Previous ones. Yeah. yeah, we'll get the results on those. I'd like to see that, too. Uh, if an alderman wants to share that with me, if they get their hands on it, you can email me, bishoponair at gmail.com. Again, bishoponair at gmail.com. Uh, I'd like to see that list as well. Uh, I mean, those again, those are tax dollars on how they're being spent, and uh, it'd be good to see uh, just how, uh, how important those dollars were. Did it really help a business get across the finish line or uh, to keep sustaining themselves uh, amid the past probably the ugliest year they've ever had to deal with as a business owner. Uh, meanwhile, another ordinance for first reading last night. An ordinance authorizing a supplemental appropriation in the amount of 75000 to provide funds for lobbying services for the city of Springfield. So moved. Second. All right. So a uh, $70,000 lobbying contract. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the uh, we get into a, a situation here where Aldermen want to put their name on ordinances that are up for consideration. One would re, uh, restore $1.4 million 
that the Springfield Fire Department saw in reductions in their most recent budget. Uh, And this was before all of the federal tax dollars were freed up and sent to the cities. Uh, So the city of Springfield looking at more than $30 million coming down the pike in the next couple of years. They've already gotten like $17 million of that. Uh, But now uh, they're looking to restore some of the funding to the fire department by $1.4 million. Here's Alderman Ralph Hanauer, who was one of the ones pushing to reduce the fire department budget by $1.4 million. Here's Alderman Hanauer. Reinstating the the $1.4 to the fire department. I'd like to make sure that I'm on there as a sponsor as well. Yeah, you should be. I'd ask to be a sponsor on that one, too. Me as well, Mayor. Okay. Does everybody want to be on Everybody. Everybody Load it up, Frank. Okay. We'll make sure everybody's on there. Oh, wow, yeah. Make sure everybody's on there. Load it up, Frank. Um, of course, with uh, with the contentious uh, debates that were had in the budget months ago, uh, to cut that $1.4 million, you also saw the uh, amount of uh, outpour from the Firefighters Union on social media uh, really going after those who were looking to reduce the budget uh, because I mean, there was a lot of uncertainty about uh, what kind of funds were going to be available. Uh, but uh, another uh, kind of back and forth about sponsorships for uh, for that lobbying contract we heard earlier about. Uh, people uh, wanted to make sure that they sponsored that one as well. Mayor, could you add me yep. as a co-sponsor for that, please? Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'll jump on that as well. <laughs> That's right. one for the lobbying. Is that right? Yeah. Well, what about everybody? Just jump on it. If the sponsor was right, we'll be at it, too. Is everyone on that one? <laughs> okay. We'll add everybody. Wait. Everybody on that one also. Hold on. Wants to be on. Oh, hold on. I want to wait to see this particulars before I add on. Maybe next one. <laughs> like, who's going to be the lobbyist? That's kind of a important right. I concept. actually included that in my original language. Oh, wow. Uh, Alderman McMiniman, always the uh, the prudent one uh, to, to not just jump on uh, with, with the crowd uh, and to, to hold off to see all the details. All right. Coming back, uh, we will get into the uh, important conversation about how how to uh, best address individuals experiencing homelessness in downtown Springfield. So that's coming up next here on the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Last night's fewer than 60 minutes long, uh, the meeting for the Springfield City Council, they got through most of their business, but then like 10 minutes into the meeting they went ahead and started with uh, new and unfinished business and i think one of the uh, large unfinished items is how to best help those who are experiencing homelessness especially with what is tent city downtown Alderwoman Conley uh, making this an issue last night sparking this conversation uh, that dominated last night's meeting Um, But uh, I was informed last week there was a stabbing at Tent City with a gentleman ending up in intensive care. Um, What we have going on in that location is unacceptable. It needs to be shut down. We have beds that are available. I've checked. Um, Josh Sabo with a continuum of care sent me a message that um, currently the Helping Hands has 20 open beds. Um, The women, the shelters that take, the higher barrier shelters that take in women have beds available. She lays it out further as to what's going on. We need the right-sized overflow shelter so that we can have a low-barrier place for people to go to, be connected to services, and Tent City needs to be cleared out. It is unsafe 
Everyone around this horseshoe received an email about Narcan distribution at that location, about the violence, about the inappropriate behaviors that are going on. People in this community have very good hearts and they're reaching out, they're bringing food down there, they're bringing drinks because that is the right thing to do to take care of people. But we as a city on our property, because this city owns that Salvation Army now, that's not Salvation Army's property, that is City of Springfield property, we are allowing an extraordinarily unsafe situation to continue. And I would strongly urge we reassess what parts of the building that we now own can be used for a right-sized overflow shelter with a low barrier that has access to services and is in line with what the continuum of care has been working towards. And then we use some of this extra money and invest, let the continuum do their, their goals, which are rapid rehousing, supportive housing, and getting people off the streets, out of tents, out of shelters, and into housing. That's our goal. It's a goal uh, definitely to achieve. How do you best do it? More from the older woman. I would strongly urge that we not make an oversized investment into an overflow shelter, but that we make the right investment in conjunction with the continuum of care and we get these people out of Tent City. Now, the mayor uh, chiming in on this and uh, a lot of other voices that we'll hear, including uh, Alderman Sean Gregory, Alderman Ralph Hanauer, uh, Alderman Joe McMiniman, Alderman uh, Williams and more. Uh, but uh, here is the mayor uh, responding just a bit last night. We did offer up to $50,000 to open the facility uh, with regards to, um, you know, getting people out of the heat and really it comes down to staffing and who would manage that. More from the mayor. As we know, the hardest to house is they're the ones on the street. So mm -hmm. if there's beds available with regards to that, they should be doing the outreach and bringing, you know, assessing the people there. And I think they had assessed or said they assessed some individuals there and uh, trying to move them into the appropriate housing support services. You can imagine it's got to be difficult to find the proper services for each individual and uh, more from Alderwoman Conley last night. Is that we're, we're allowing those tents to stay there. We're allowing people to to not, I mean if you, I mean if you want to stay and drink all night, you're not going to go into a bed in a shelter because while that's low barrier, those behaviors cannot be tolerated while you're in there. It's, it's an unsafe situation that we're, we're allowing by our lack of clearing them out to continue. Yeah, if you clear them out, where are you going to put them? Uh, what kind of services are available for them? Are they even eligible for those services? Uh, more from the older woman. This is not a kick people out and clear the area. I think I've made it pretty clear that's never been my intention or where my heart is on this. But I, I think we're setting people up to fail and that's a dangerous situation. We'll hear a lot more about this back and forth between Alderwoman Conley, the mayor, we'll even hear from the assistant police chief Scarlett coming up. Back with the council roundup on the WMAY morning news feed brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. Talking about the homeless situation, downtown Springfield, Tent City. Alderwoman Conley uh, said that she was notified of a stabbing incident in Tent City last week that led to somebody being in the intensive care unit. May hear a little bit more about that with the assistant police chief, Scarlett. But uh, here is more of the discussion last night. Mayor Jim Langfelder uh, talking about what's possible, what's being worked on, and uh, some of the other issues there are when it comes to dealing with individuals experiencing homelessness in downtown Springfield. 
all the agencies need to step up and really help in that effort. And you're saying what we've been saying all along. Salvation Army and others are supportive of that. You have to assess the person's situation and get them the medical help or the housing supportive services that they need. More from the mayor. Uh, with regards to Salvation Army, they uh, have a safety net program. We will be bringing forward a uh, recommendation to uh, support that program for the individuals, again, on the streets uh, as a low barrier services for men and women. And uh, that will be a significant ask, but it's for a two-year period. And we will have an architect going through the facility to right-size the, uh, the facility and uh, turn it into as much of a non-congregate setting so it does qualify for American Rescue Plan dollars. It's really, they're going to be looking for uh, giving some individual space to individuals instead of having it just like an open warehouse type thing with a bunch of cots in there. Uh, more from the mayor. There, we've run into this with the, the Carpenter Street Hotel and uh, trying to move people off the streets. You have to have a place to move them to. So Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a touch uh, and go situation, you got to think, about how to best address all of this. Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel chiming in on some of the legal aspects of all of this conversation. Damn, go. Court cases, this is not an issue that's... Uh, just Springfield. I mean, it's going on all, all over the country. And the courts have routinely invalidated and even fined uh, cities that try to restrict the, uh, I don't want to go too deep into this, but to restrict uh, the ability of people to remain uh, in public areas or public sidewalks and so on. You cannot uh, ask a person to relocate unless you have an alternative site for them to go to. You really cannot force them not to use a tent. Huh. So uh, can, could I just go set up a tent downtown Springfield anywhere? Just on a sidewalk somewhere? I mean, they can't uh, tell me uh, to go somewhere if they don't have somewhere to tell me to go to. That's uh, interesting. Uh, more from the Corporation Council, the city's attorney, last night. And so you're into a scenario where if you cannot offer some alternative for them, for a person to go by their free choice because you can't order them. But um, the various cities have done what are called like anti-camping ordinances, you know, things of that nature. There's all sorts of court cases uh, invalidating those absent some ability to have a location, again, public uh, that's satisfactory to that person uh, before you can tell a person that they can't uh, you know, pitch a tent or stay there overnight. What's the uh, uh, police perspective here? Uh, the assistant police chief, Scarlett, was there last night to address some of the issues. Obviously, the Springfield Police Department is dedicated to um, providing safety of, of, of every citizen in this community, whether in homeless shelter, tent city, or whatever the case may be. So that's uh, most important to us. Regarding this particular case, was initially put out as a life-threatening stabbing. That gentleman has been uh, upgraded. We do have a suspect name uh, developed that we're currently working leads and working the state's attorney's office. Um, as a result of that incident, actually precluding that incident, um, we beefed up our walking patrols in the area. We try and get over there at least once a shift, if not more, depending on um, how big things uh, or how many people have congregated. And we do have uh, cameras in place over there. So, and additionally, uh, the mayor talked about a plan. You know, uh, Springfield Police Department is part of that plan. 
plan is uh, what you all approved in the last budget, which is the community uh, care coordinator position, which will work uh, directly with our neighborhood police officers to kind of go uh, seek out these individuals, that whether they be homeless or have uh, mental-related issues, and, and get them the help and treatment that they need. So that's kind of our, our part to all this. So. you got to imagine all the different compounding factors. Uh, it's not just somebody who's hard up and they don't have the money to pay for rent. It's also people who... Uh, maybe uh, addicted to drugs or uh, may have some kind of mental illness uh, or may have all three of those things, if not more contributing factors. So it uh, really becomes a, a, a tough situation to have to deal with uh, from a legal perspective, from a policing perspective, and from a community perspective. But definitely something that's been on the mind of Alderman Sean Gregory. We've talked about that with him here in studio. Uh, he also raised some of the issues last night in the city council meeting, especially talking about where are these beds gonna be I agree with you Autumn and Conley that, that um, you know we definitely got to walk towards something I'm just concerned that and, and I tell the mayor this all the time is that, is that this building is the right location more from the alderman the community is really really worried and concerned about so much of, of um, a traffic in despair, you know, in a community that's already in despair. Mm. Um, you know, so I, I, I definitely am, am with a, a low barrier shelter. I, that's something that I've always agreed with, even when Mr. Fallon that came, that we, we always need some type of low barrier shelter. But I'm concerned about the location of it, you know, because we're going to get there eventually. And, and um, you know, I think we got to make sure that we have multiple options. Yeah. Where do you want this thing, right? Where do you want a, an overflow shelter, a shelter that's going to provide wraparound services? Would you want it in your backyard? No, I don't think you would. Would you want it in some kind of public area that's not necessarily surrounded by residential? Possibly, but where that's going to be, I have no idea. More from the alderman last night. There was a nice building down um, next to the bread line that, that was talked about and... Um, it's been fenced in now because, you know, they used to camp um, there, um, and, and now everybody's moved um, to the location on 11th Street. Um, you know, and these well, tents... Well, that one's going to get torn down eventually. I mean, Salvation Army will. Maybe. No, Most no of it. Down. It has to. We bought that for the railroad expansion. Yeah. Part of it will be. Part yep. of it. The part, where the, the part that's, that's zoned for uh, shelter, right? Uh, the warehouse part. The warehouse part. So it could stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there's one possible location. More from Alderman Gregory. I just want to, before we go forth and be thinking about long-term plans, you know, I, I think we owe it to the community to make sure that, that they're going to be fine with whatever goes there. Back to Alderwoman Conley with uh, various other types of plans. We, we get winter every year in, in central Illinois. Um, and, and every year since I've been on council and before, we're talking in October what's going to happen to people for the next three, four months. So um, I, I certainly hope, Mayor, as we, we move forward with these funds, we are, this is an opportune moment for us to make meaningful change in our community and really improve people's lives. But we need to have those plans in place, yeah. like now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, now let's hear from some others, including Alderman Ralph Hanauer, laying it out uh, how we need to start enforcing uh, the laws. Why don't we arrest these people? If they, if, if they're, if, if, if I'm publicly intoxicated out in downtown laying on a street, I'm going to get arrested. I don't understand. Just because they're homeless doesn't mean that they're exempt from, from being arrested. How many of these people 
when we see that they're doing drugs in Tent City, lock them up. I don't, I don't understand this. Maybe, I know it's probably not popular, but if, you've got, if you're breaking the law, you should go to jail. I don't care if you're homeless. I don't care if you have the biggest mansion in town. If you're breaking the law, you go to jail. That's the way it is. And if these people, if the people at the, at the shelter um, and at the tent city can't follow the law and follow the rules, they should go to jail. More from Alderman Hanauer. And, you know, people use the pandemic. Or actually, it's the mayor. Here we and, go. And, you know, people use the pandemic as an excuse. And the police can tell you, you know, they've arrested people and they're let out the next day. Uh, Michael Williams told me this. You know, this is before the pandemic. He said, it's pretty concerning when you turn somebody in for a gun violence mm. violation issue and then you see them on the street the next day. Yeah, that's rough. So that's a big problem mm. because what you have are individuals trying to uphold the law, cooperate with police, and now they're fearful because they might have, you know, uh, told on somebody that uh, they thought would be put away for years, but the next day they're out on the streets. Oof. So that is a very big issue that we have the justice system back up our men and women in blue and move forward because I'm in agreement with you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's uh, more and more realization that you can't have lax laws. That if you're going to have laws on the books, then, you know, somebody violates that law. Uh, like, for instance, committing a, uh, uh, a forcible felony or uh, being caught with an illegal gun or committing a crime with an illegal gun. Uh, should they be behind bars or should they be let out? Um, I mean, these are these are uh, some things people are starting to talk more and more and more about, especially with the violence that we've seen, not just in Chicago, but right here in our backyard as well. More from the mayor. The perpetrator in the stabbing incident, it's my understanding, wasn't homeless. He had created a theft, robbed the individuals. They went and asked for the funds back. And that's when the altercation happened. More on that instance with the assistant chief as well. A couple things. There's a difference between following the rules and following the law. Um, some of the rules that we set forth through the ordinance court when it when it pertains to uh, you know the public intoxication or whatnot. That's a, essentially a ticket that, that carries a monetary fine. Is is um, the mechanism for for that? And um, obviously, when you're talking about homeless individuals who typically don't have a whole lot of money, um, you know what are we accomplishing by that? Number one. As far as arresting them, yes, oftentimes they get arrested. They see a judge, you're given an OR, they're right back out. There's not a whole lot of lock them up and throw away the key scenarios anymore. More from the police. Uh, our men and women are out there, and we are making arrests, and we are targeting the most violent people uh, in our community because it's important that we, we get those individuals and we lock them up. And in those cases, we do get help from the state's attorney's office. And now uh, Alderman McMiniman chiming in on this. We're moving in the direction of a stronger continuum of care. For the first time in the city's history, we've got a full-time director of continuum of care by the name of Josh Sable, and he's trying to bring together all the not-for-profits and the churches and anyone else in the city to uh, put together a, a good plan. And they're, have, they've initiated a strategic plan, um, a well-funded strategic plan that's going to take some time to put the pieces together. I think it's good for the city to kind of, in the long term, not be the stopgap that we've 
ended up being for the low barrier homeless folks. It seems to be what's been the case for years uh, is that the city uh, itself, even the streets, and with Tent City becomes the... Uh, the, the last stopgap, uh, but there does need to be, I think there's a, an awareness within the city council of some kind of larger, longer term, more permanent type of space. Uh, and uh, there's a history there. There's the history of uh, that, that, that that operation that they were wanting to bring about. It was going to go on the east side. Residents of the east side didn't want that operation in their backyard. Uh, even though it had uh, broad support from uh, the medical community and from other uh, organizations within Springfield and beyond. Uh, here's Alderman Williams uh, talking about some of the questions that he has and some of the things that really haven't been talked about yet in the conversation last night real low barrier folks oh, here we go here's alderman williams right here i think the piece that i haven't heard a lot on tonight is the mental illness so i think with two major hospitals and all this medical presence in springfield and the continuum i think we have to figure out a way that what do you do with a person who don't even have, well i can't say the word whose mental illness mm -hmm. prevents them from taking advantage of a bed, a shower, you know, you know, those types of things. Okay, you'll run into that. Uh, uh, people who are downtown uh, who aren't of the right mind uh, to even really consider going into a, a shelter of sorts. Until we address that, we're, winter is going to come and we're still going to have individuals that say, I don't want to go in there. I want to sleep in a tent. On my way out of Helping Hands, I had a, a, I guess, an argument, debate with a guy who, I mean, it's 90 degrees how humid it was, and he's in a winter coat all, and I'm, I'm going back and forth thinking he's, but, but it was, he's, he wasn't there. Yeah, he's uh, definitely suffering from some mental health issues. Uh, more from Alderman Roy Williams last night. Jail's not always answered, but it'd be appropriate when they break laws. But then you got to ask yourself, do they even know what a law is? Yeah. If they're mentally ill. Oh, boy. That's a, a, a profound question. Uh, more from the Alderman. So I just think we need to hit our medical community hard on this to participate in this because we are trying to solve something that we're not qualified to solve. That's uh, probably the point of the evening, right? Uh, you've got aldermen sitting around the horseshoe uh, trying to solve this issue of a uh, social ill, and uh, they're not necessarily the experts to, to make these decisions. However, they do control the financing uh, that could be used to, to make these decisions. Alderman uh, Andrew Proctor chiming in here. Uh, being cleared out, and there's a number of cities that are currently doing that as we speak uh, and have been doing it for the past year and, and as of now, the city of Austin voted to, by 57%, to uh, impose a no camping ordinance throughout the city of Austin. And if an Austin, a progressive city like Austin, Texas, is doing something like that, I think they're seeing something that we're not seeing because we refuse to see, is that by allowing that, what Alderwoman Connolly brought up, it's somewhat passively encouraging this, this you know, situation to continue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last word here from the mayor. Uh, of course, it was a short council meeting, less than an hour, but uh, most of it was dominated by this conversation but, about uh, how to address the homeless. It has to be a long-term um, solution, and that it involves the hospitals and everybody working together. That's why we had the CARES Act, $100,000 for an individual that would be a mental health specialist working with our police department and the coordinator that we all budgeted and moving that direction because when we started with the homeless outreach team we didn't want it to be a team of one 
but it's just, uh, you know, that's where we're trying to get everybody involved with the solution and moving that direction. So I think the time's right. That's your council roundup here on the WMAY morning news feed brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch.